Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 134, maybe five, hang on, 134, I was right, should have trust your gut, always trust your gut. Before we get started today, you guys know what the drill is. We have a lot to get into today. We are going to recap the New York Jets' blowout loss. Yes, losing 24-9 at home is considered a blowout, especially when you only have three points for the first 59 minutes of the game. We're going to see if they can bounce back in week two, and we have a ton of voicemails. I want to apologize in advance if I don't get to every single call. I am trying to get as one as many as I can and two as many different topics as we can so uh, I'm gonna do my absolute best if I don't get to you I'm sorry I don't hit your guts I'm just trying to spread things out as much as humanly possible get everyone's voice heard get as many topics in as possible but before we get started today wanted to mention that smooth sack summer is slowly coming to an end fellas but that doesn't mean that you have to give up on your male grooming if you haven't been scaping for the summer sun it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes. As summer comes to an end, we enter fall, and that means football season. Fresh ball fall. How about that? The leader in below the waist grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice latte. Oh, yeah. Start the new season the right way and join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code Jets 20, J-E-T-S-2-0, Jets 20, 20% off and free shipping. Get yourself something nice. All right, we got to hop into this one. First and foremost, want to give another shout out to the Jet Lounge. It was absolutely awesome to hang out at the tailgate beforehand. Met so many cool people, uh, you know, got to take pictures and just hang out before the game, talk with so many different people uh, in classic Matt fashion. So let me explain what happened. Uh, you might have seen the pictures or videos or I might even talk to you. So I was doing some man on the street stuff and I thought, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going great. I'm talking to so many different people. Get back to the hotel. After the game, I'm like, all right, that game was garbage. We'll, we'll get into that in a second here. Uh, but I want to watch back my film. And, you know, hand up, I probably should have been checking throughout the day. It was such a busy and hectic day, though. It, it became an afterthought. And um, there was audio issues. And it was, very, it was essentially rendered useless. All the film. We had like an hour worth of film and could not salvage any of it. It was just, <laughs> instead of audio, it was just a hum, hum noise through the entire thing. Oh, so annoying. A perfect cap for a otherwise, uh, well, it was a fun day. It was a fun day. Um, got to see Ryan and Green Bean, which I absolutely love. Miss those guys. Don't get to see them as often as I would like. Um, it was great to see so many other people, too. Oh, my God. Richie from Jets Media, uh, Jets Chaos, Jeremy, uh, Buffalo Jet Fan, uh, the Everything NYJ pot, like so many different people just we were able to meet and, and get to see and talk to. And it was awesome. That was the best part. And then we go in and we get into the Jet la the jet, lounger, jet Lounge's hangar. That was great. We're hanging out up there. Okay, vibes are good. It's raining a little bit, but it's fine. It's fine. You know, emotional anthem because it's September 11th. They they have, uh, I believe it was an NYPD officer who did the did the anthem. They had the flag on the field. Like, it was, you know, it was emotional. And then the game comes. And it was frustrating. And they were in it in the first half. And, you know, we did the recap. But just to get into it a little bit more here, the defense I was very, very impressed with, uh, especially in the first half. Uh, they let up two big plays in the second half. Uh, go figure. Some of the, we'll get into some of these issues here in a second, but um, the defensive line I thought played well. The corners, for the most part, played really well. Linebackers flying all over the field. That was a plus. Um, and they kept it, you know, a one-score game was 10-3 going into the half, but the offense was just too inconsistent. You had Lawrence Cager falling down and then had a penalty on the play before that. And why is Lawrence Cager getting so many repetitions? Um, you also had like Garrett Wilson did not have nearly enough playing time in the first half of this game and really the whole game. I think he was on the field for four plays in the first half. I'd have to go back and double check on the snap counts, but he was he, he was not on the field nearly enough. And then you saw what he did with the ball in his hands. You know, they throw a, a prayer to him. And he makes a couple of guys miss 
He turns a third and long into a fourth and inches. And yeah, if you nitpick, he could have put his shoulder down. But it's just why why are you not trying to generate touches to those guys and to, you know, uh, you have Braxton Berrios, who's good with the ball in his hands, and the two running backs. And like, I don't know. Yeah, Corey Davis ended up with, what, 70 receiving yards, a little over that. Um, and a lot of it coming in garbage time, but had another huge drop, which was an issue. Um, stalled the drive. It was on third down. Ball hit him in the on his back shoulder. Was it a touch behind him? I, I guess. Yeah, if you want to get technical, but I, he would maybe get the benefit of the doubt if this wasn't a recurring theme with him. If he didn't have five drops in what like nine games last year? How many games did he play last year? Ten games. Probably a little bit of a different story. Uh, probably wouldn't give him as much of a hard time. But the fact that it was an issue last year. And then it carried over to this year. It just adds to the frustration. Uh, you had special teams was an issue. Braden Mensch thinks um, he, he's not good. He, he shanked two punts. One of them let what 20 yarder led to points. Um, Zerloin, who won the kicking job between him and Andy Pinheiro, missed a field goal, missed an extra point. Like you're not going to win games with doing stuff like that. You have to do the little things right. And then in the second half, uh, you know, Bryce Hall had the touchdown over him. And I don't want to kill Bryce Hall on that one. I thought it was a perfect throw and a uh, really nice catch. Um, the one that really bugged me was LaMarcus Joyner. Because this is a veteran uh, who should know better and was just completely lost in space. And it, it shows. To me, two of the issues that we saw in this game against Baltimore was things that fans have been screaming about for a long time is, who is playing safety next to Jordan Whitehead, who I thought was very good, and offensive line depth, offensive tackle depth specifically. You brought in Dwayne Brown after Mekhi Becton went down, which was great. You needed that. But then didn't do anything after that. You probably needed to bring in another body. And because George Fant moves left to right to left to right to left to right, he looks bad. Max Mitchell was fine. But the line overall didn't play well. And people are going to say, oh, you know, that's that's why... The Jets offense struggled, but that's part of the reason. And then also another huge part was that their quarterback, Joe Flacco, could not move and cannot move in the pocket anymore. But if you can't move, what you have to do is at least get the ball out quickly. And he was holding on to the ball forever, right? And I don't want to hear a lack of separation. I don't want to hear that the offensive line was bad. You have to be able to get rid of the ball. He was just standing back there in the pocket and it was just... Like, come on, you're, you're waiting there. And where we were sitting, you just saw these things that, you know, developing. He's just holding and holding and holding. And then he threw the ball 59 times. You got to be able to run the ball a little bit more. And I know in the second half, you were down 20, you were down 24 3 towards the middle of the third quarter and beyond. So I get that. But I think Flacco had, I think it was 24 passes in the first half. He was on pace for like nearly 50 passes through the, in a one score game. You got to be able to run the ball, especially with Michael Carter. He averaged six yards a carry on the day. He had 10 carries for 60 yards. And what did Brees Hall have? Six for something. And they ran the ball like 16, 17 times in the game. I think it was 16 between Hall and Carter. And Joe Flacco technically had one rush. They got to be able to run the ball more. And it was just a culmination of things. I didn't care for the pre- post game press conference. I didn't care for, you know, trying to talk about all like all the little things we did right. And I, I don't really, sorry, but I don't want to hear that stuff anymore. I want to be able to say, like, hey, I, I know that this team is better, but just th- that we're playing against, but just look at all the other teams around the league who aren't expected to do anything, and look what they did. The C- Seattle Seahawks are starting Geno Smith, have one of the worst rosters in football. They upset the Denver Broncos at home, a team that everyone thinks is going to the playoffs. The New York Giants go on the road and beat the Tennessee Titans, who were the one seed last year, and the Giants are supposed to stink this year. You had Jacksonville, who made it a game and came back against Washington a little bit. You had the Bears have an upset win at home against the 49ers. Detroit made it a tough game against the Eagles. That was a back-and-forth contest. You know, you could go right down the line of it. The Jets was pretty much the only game where it was a complete, like, it, it was over in the third quarter, at least with some of these other teams who probably project to struggle. The Texans tied with the Colts. That's another one. The Colts are probably winning the AFC South. The Texans are supposed to, they're, you know, they're a shoe-in for the number one pick, and it's it's a tie. Atlanta, that roster stinks too. They're starting Marcus Mariota against the Saints, and I know it's not the same Saints team from years gone by, but it took a last-second bomb of a field goal for the Saints to win that game. 
At least those teams had a, were in it to the end. That's all anyone was asking for from this Jets team. Be in the game. Make it competitive. That wasn't competitive. It wasn't. And now you have to go on the road to Cleveland. And Cleveland won in week one. They were able to beat the Carolina Panthers on a last-ditch effort. And what scares me with Cleveland, especially because you're more than likely going to have Joe Flacco continue to start. I don't see them making the switch. Uh, Robert Sala from all his press conferences this week made it pretty you know, obvious that it looked like they were going to continue to go that way with Joe Flacco, which is whatever. It's fine. But that pass rush against how the offensive line looked and how Joe Flacco and his you know inability or at times seeming unwillingness to get the ball out quick, that seems like a recipe for disaster. It doesn't sound very good. Uh, hopefully the Jets try to run the ball a little bit more. I hope we get a similar effort on defense. Hopefully your punter can punt the ball with some sort of consistency. Hopefully your kicker doesn't miss an extra point. And then maybe, you know, maybe you're in that game. I'm not going to get to the point where I'm doing predictions. That'll be Thursday where you get into predictions and really break down these things. But it's hard not to look at that pass rush that the Cleveland Browns present and the rest of that roster and the rushing attack. Thankfully, the Jets' run game was, or run defense rather, was was strong against Baltimore. We know they're one of the best run, you know, rushing teams in the game. But the one-two punch of uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is a lot different than what the Jets saw at the running back position this past week. And that pass rush is gonna get after Joe Flacco. And I hope that the line holds up. I hope Max Mitchell plays like he did in Week One because I thought he was fine. George Fant needs to be significantly better. Elijah Vera Tucker was solid. He was. Probably the best offensive lineman, I thought. Uh, McGovern was okay, but that left side was bad. Lakin Tomlinson, not a great debut. Uh, George Fant really, really struggled. And it's a tough task. You got to go on the road and try to win a game in Cleveland. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett, we know what he is at this point. Probably going to be a low-scoring game, I would imagine. But I, I need a little bit of a better effort this week. I don't want to be down... I don't. The, what's the point spread at now? I, I'd have to go and look, but I don't want to, you know, lose by a touchdown on the road to a, a Cleveland team without Deshaun Watson. It's like, what are we doing here? It, it's, it's, it's frustrating. So we have a ton of voicemails to get into. We're gonna do that now. Uh, you know, speaking of the point spread a second ago here, I just want to remind you that you can bet on the New York Jets or the NFL. Fade the Jets. Who knows? Maybe bet against the Jets if, if that's what you really want to do. BUSR.com slash Matt. They are doing a match deposit bonus up to $1,000. Uh, 25 casino chips on top of that as well. That's the official sports book of Matt O'Leary and why. That's where I place my action on the New York Jets and the NFL. So if you're interested in signing up for a reliable sports book, BUSR is the place to go. Let's get into those voicemails. All right, first up, we're going to go to Anthony in Florida. He wants to talk about Robert Sala and how long he thinks he's going to be here. How you doing, Matt? This is Anthony from Florida. And I just had a couple of questions. Well, mainly just one. Um, do you think that Robert Salah is going to be the head coach of the Jets in the next three to four years? I'm just very curious, you know, because I'm really, I'm really heavy on that topic. You know, I love Robert Salah. I love how he, he gets the team excited, and he, and he loves, he loves to freaking, he loves to win. You know, every time we had a defensive play, he was so hyped that the coaches literally had to stop him from running onto the field. And I love that because us as Jets, you know, we've been, we've been the bottom of the NFL for years. You know, teams look at us and they're like, oh, the Jets, that's gonna be an easy win this year. You know that every single analyst I've seen said of the Jets are going to get swept this year. Every single analyst is doubting us. You know what I say? I say let them talk, and we're going to work. That's what I say. Because Robert Salah, I think, is going to be this big redemption year. That's that's all I'm going to say. And what do you think about Robert Salah? I, I just want to get your take on him. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Yeah, I mean, he look, he's going to be holding the receipts with you. That's another thing that he said that he probably shouldn't have like that's going to come back you don't think the new york media is going to run with that one after every loss and the receipts look there's a lot of things that robert Sala does that i really like i agree his intensity on the sideline i think is really good uh up until about a week ago i actually really liked his dealings with the media i thought he's well and respectful but then the last week or so, there's just been so many bizarre things with the Zach Wilson injury uh, press conference was very bizarre. Post game comments after this last loss, 
the uh, the receipt thing, uh, saying that Joe Douglas took over an expansion roster when he got here. Like I'm hearing a lot of excuses, and I know. And look, I'm I didn't predict the Jets to have a winning record this year. A lot of people didn't. The only thing that most everyone agreed on was that this team has to be competitive and they can't continue to get blown out. And that's what happened. You lost. It was 24 to three for 59, you know, and going into the final minute of the game. We're down three scores going into the final minute. That's not in it to the end. They talk about playing meaningful football in December. How about playing meaningful football in, in September? You want to talk about December? Do something in September first. I hope he's the guy. I really do. But through 18 games, hasn't looked very good. Four and 14 right now has to has to turn this thing around because yikes, it, it's been it's been rough. Uh, let's go to John calling in from Uniondale. Hey, not too far from me. Uh, he wants to know why Zach is being held back, and he's a little frustrated with the coaching staff. Let's hear it. Hey, Matt, this is John calling from uh, Uniondale, Long Island, you know, fellow Long Islander. And I'm calling about uh, the news I just dropped about uh, Zach Wilson's uh, uh, timetable to come back and play that was released by Coach Hala today um, in his uh, press conference. Um, frankly, I'm just really, really uh, irritated. When I heard the news, it was enough for me to chuck my phone like I was <laughs> playing the game and I had a fit of gamer rage. I get it. Um, I understand the um you you know you want to keep you want to make sure that he's completely ready to play my thing is if you drop reports and i don't care if it's gamership if you drop reports saying that he's ready to play week one why in the name of god almighty would you then say at the earliest week four that's when we can expect him that because my thing is i understand you want joe five to play game one against the Ravens. cool no problem i can even accept that you want him to play game two against the browns Fine, absolutely no problem. My problem really is week number three against, I believe, our opponents, the Bengals. You're telling me Zach Wilson wouldn't have been ready to play by then if he was looked like it was a possibility he could play for week one? You're saying they're, they're, the coach and the press conference is telling us fans that he won't be available into the Steelers game. That game was in October, which means it would have been close to two months since, since he had his injury and the training of his meniscus and, and the bone bruise. Two months? That That's two months. And this is the year that we're supposed to understand that, you know, we're trying to see what he is as a quarterback. This is an important year for him and for the franchise. And you're holding him back what I feel is an extra week because of reasons. So now, depending on what Fosco does in the first month of the season, mind you, we have not won a game in September, you know, since, since, since Sam Darnold's rookie year against the Lions, his first game. We could potentially be in a bad spot coming out of those 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 first three games going into October, and then you know Zach Wilson's taking his first snap. I, I don't know. I'm very upset with Coach Sala. This, this news has kind of made me kind of look at him kind of sideways. What do you I get think? It. All right, I'd love to hear your response. Thank you. And uh, as always, go Jets. I get it. I was frustrated too because I agree with you. How does it go from oh you know maybe maybe he plays and and they're gonna say game and gamesmanship. That's that's gonna be the thing, right? Is uh, oh it's just gamesmanship. Well, I mean, <laughs> really, that's that's what that's what it is that we're doing now. I guess I don't I don't know. It's so annoying. Um, we have some breaking news as I'm recording this. It's gonna be old news by the time uh. You're getting this on Wednesday, but I wanted to react to it because my sports update, Ari Mirov, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. He covers the NFL for PFF, says that the Jets are signing punter, uh, punter Ty Long, who spent the last three years as the Chargers punter. Ty Long, I'm trying to find some uh, information on him. Uh, why is it showing me field goals? Does it not show me punts? PFF has, has him listed as a kicker. That is fantastic. This is not helpful at all. I don't really know a ton about him, but uh, Brain Man has not been good. Really, any of his three. He was okay as a rookie. I mean, he put he it was he made a couple tackles as a rookie and hasn't done a thing since. That's that's the that's a take. Um, don't draft punters in the sixth round. Is another take. 
that was controversial at the time. It was controversial for the last punter who went in the fourth round, who's out of league. Um, yeah, it's just... Am I surprised? No. The, the guy hasn't been good in a, in a very long time. They, they held on to him too long because of uh, Douglas drafted him. That's why he's been around for as long as he has. Uh, so they signed Ty Long. I don't know if he's... They, they, I haven't seen an announcement of Brain Man Cut, but I'd have to imagine that's coming soon. Um, anyway, thank you, John, for the call. We're going to go to Jerry Jett, who wants to talk about drafting a tackle. They should have drafted a tackle. Matt O'Leary, this is Jerry Jett. Matt O'Leary, let me tell you something. Nobody listens to Jerry Jett, okay? I laid out my plan for you last year before the draft. I told you double tight end sets. I told you we need a bruising running back. I told you so many things. And I told you back then, all they had to do, Matt, was draft Icky or Neil, I knew this Mackay Becton was going to go down. I knew it. They should have said Icky at Neil at number four. And you don't know, maybe Sauce is there at 10. He wasn't it's a stretch. But now look at all this offensive line troubles that we're having. And Max Mitchell going to start Sunday against the Ravens? He was fine. I don't know, bro. Should have drafted a tackle with that first round pick this year. I knew that Becton, that bum, wasn't going to make it. All right, Matt, peace out. This is Jerry Jet. Tell me how you really feel, Jerry Jet. Um, yeah, I, I guess yes. Theoretically, yes, you can make that case now because they uh, lost Mackay Becton and Dwayne Brown. I think the biggest one. My biggest gripe is not necessarily saying, all right, we're going to give Mekhi Becton another chance. It's not having more of a plan after he goes down with the injury. Okay, you bring in Dwayne Brown, and then that was it. They didn't bring in any other veteran depth in, which is something that I think they desperately needed to do. And they didn't. For some reason, they decided not to, and I think it's going to hurt them. <sighs> Frustrating. Will from Dallas has a reaction to the game. Let's do it. Hey, Matt. Will from Dallas calling. Um, game just ended. And granted, I didn't get to watch all of it because there were so many issues with DirecTV and Sunday Ticket and all that because uh, I am in Dallas. So I don't get the, the Jets game. But I, I'm, I don't even know what to say. Like, just tell me, tell me something I'm supposed to be excited about after watching that game. As good as Flacco's going to look, it, it wasn't his fault, but the line was horrible. The, I mean, Garrett Wilson looked good. DJ Reed looked okay. Um, the safeties are horrible. I, I just, I don't Joyner know. was horrible. Whitehead was fine. game and, and still feel excited about the rest of the season. I get Zach coming back, and maybe that'll, that'll add to the excitement or uh, we'll, we'll feel better when he's back. But, uh, man, that was hard to watch. It um, was. Just it's hard to be I there. I don't know. Give me your thoughts. Um, why Why was the offensive line so bad? I get no Becton, but it shouldn't have been that bad. Um, yeah, I, I guess we're just waiting for Zach to come back in week four, hopefully. That's the other thing I wanted to ask. Why Why do you think that it's taken so long for him to get back? It, he heard it week one. He heard his knee week one of the preseason. They said two to four weeks. I think it's a bone bruise. Now he's missing, what is that, two, three, weeks two and three, the off week, weeks one, two, three. So that's, what, six, seven weeks? I get they don't want to rush him, but if they said two to four weeks, why is he sitting seven? Um, any insight on that would be appreciated. Um, look forward to the show and as always go Jets. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it was tough to sit there and watch at the stadium to sit through it. Um, it was tough. It was really tough. Um, 
Couple things. I think you're spot on with a lot of your with a lot of your takes from the game. I will say I thought Jordan Whitehead played well. Um, that was he, who's obviously safety. Uh, Gary Wilson needs to be on the field more. I'm going to be talking about that a lot this year. I think unfortunately. Um, what else we got in here? Why is Zach out so long? I guess the bone bruise. I think it's that part. I don't think it has to do with the uh, the trim, the meniscus trim. I think it has to do with the bone bruise. That'd be my best guess. Uh, it just seems very bizarre that the timeline was once again wrong. It seems like something is <laughs> very, very off here. They, they can never get these timelines figured out, Will. It's it's extremely frustrating. Max from Jersey wants to see either Mike White or Chris Trevler. A lot of Jet fans do. Let's hear Max's take on this. Hi, this is Max from Holmden, New Jersey, and this is uh, my recap of the game. Jets offense today was just embarrassing. There, like eight third downs, and we couldn't even convert a third down, and it was embarrassing. We need to bench Joe Flacco next week. Joe Flacco was really horrible today as a quarterback. We seriously need to bench him and play Mike White or Chris Streveler. He sucked. That interception by Joe Flacco was one of the worst picks I've seen in my life in the first quarter. I mean, that interception the tight end was horrible. Fell. He threw right to the Ravens <laughs> defender. Look, the, that was embarrassing. Our defense fell. played all right. We played really great in the first half on defense. Second half, the defense fell apart because Flacco couldn't operate our offense. Uh, hopefully, the Jets can bench Joe Flacco and start Mike White next week. Otherwise, we'll we'll not beat the Browns if we're if we. Start Joe Flacco. What's your thoughts on the game and go Jets? Yeah. Um, look, I get it. Um, I disagree with you on the. I I did not think Joe Flacco played good, and obviously the interception was frustrating. It's more on Lawrence Cager for falling down. Uh, my biggest issue with Flacco is just him holding onto the ball for an eternity. Um, that that's an issue. I, I, he's got to be able to get out of the ball quick and get in a rhythm, and they just they didn't get to do that all day long. Um, not opposed to the idea of playing. Either Strevler or Mike White, I don't think they're going to do that. I'm not. I'm not a Mike White guy, but I think he would at least get the ball out a little bit quicker. Um, I don't know. I hope. I hope that's something that he's able to adjust next week. Because if he doesn't, it's going to be a long day with that edge rush that the Browns have. So um, the defense did look pretty decent, except for guess what? The guy who hasn't played in two years, the Marcus Joyner, who is somehow you know relied upon him being a starter. Malik is calling in from Compton. He wants to know why Barrios is playing more snaps than Wilson. Malik from Compton, California. What the hell is that? <laughs> Matt, I'm tired of this. I'm questioning if I should continue to do this. I'm from California. I don't get the death on TV. So each year I pay $300 of my hard-earned money to watch this crap. Offensive line came blocked. And Bill Flacco is not mobile. And tell me why the hell do we have Braxton Berrios in? Like, honestly, what are we doing? No Garrett Wilson? But we have Braxton Berrios in? What are we doing? I don't know. Have a good day. <laughs> I get the I hear the frustration coming through the phone. Uh I get it, man. Uh I thought you know Braxton was fine and I like him as a role player, but I, you got to have your 10th overall pick on the field. Gary Wilson's got to be out there and it's not like a guy who struggled through training camp. He looked good in camp and when he was on the field he made plays. What do you end up fin- finishing with? Four catches and like 50 yards? Something along those lines. I'm going to look it up now. Don't quote me. Give it a give it a second. I don't have a stat line. Yeah, four catches, 52 yards. And he's barely on the field. Get this guy out there. Him and Elijah Moore have to be on the field. The two that you could say rotate around are Berrios and um, Corey Davis. Those two. There's no reason both Corey Davis and Braxton Berrios have to be on the field as much as what they are. They could split. That is completely fine if they split time. But I, I Garrett has to be on the field. And that's going to be something that's going to be talked about a whole lot, I feel like, unfortunately. So, anyway. Chris from Jersey wants to talk about the Jets' home field advantage. Hey, Matt, what's going on? Chris from Jersey. Uh, just got home from the game. Um, not so much a uh, question about the game, but just a question about what you think about uh, 
our home field advantage. I feel like we have no home field advantage anymore. Um, myself, I was in 341, and the entire section was Ravens fans. And, and looking around the stadium, there were so many Ravens fans there. And I just feel like we don't have any of our own fans in our own stadium anymore. I mean, it's week one. It's not like it was week 16 and the Ravens are in it and the Jets have been out for 10 weeks. This is, this is the first week and we can't even pack the stadium full of our own fans. I mean, we had, we had Ravens fans in our, uh, in our section just standing up and taunting our own Jets fans and it's embarrassing and I don't know at this point, what there is to do about it. I mean, uh, are guys buying season tickets and not going, just selling them? Is nobody buying tickets? I just, I don't understand it and just wanted to know what your thoughts were on it. Thanks. Yeah, it is embarrassing, but the reason behind it is because the team's been so bad for so long. I don't, I don't give, I don't have any issue with the, with the fans not wanting to go. In a perfect world, sure, they would go, but what, for what reason? Especially someone like from where where I am. If you're in Jersey, maybe it's a little bit easier to get to. It's a bitch to get to. The stadium experience is awful. Like MetLife Stadium as a whole, isn't a it's not a nice venue. And then the product on the field stinks. And it's expensive. If you don't have a parking pass, it's what, like 50, 60 bucks to park. Tickets are you could probably get tickets relatively cheap, but the stadium food's expensive. It's a it's an expensive day for an outing. And I, I get people not wanting to spend their hard-earned money to see a crappy product. I really get it. I, I, I'm not. It's not like the team is, you know, on the rise and they're they're looking good. They haven't won a game in September since 2018. They've gotten these deep holes every single year. They've been a non-factor pretty much since 2015. You have one winning season in the last, what, 11, 12 years? I don't blame the fans. It's frustrating. It's embarrassing. I hear you there, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the one giving the rallying cry and say, oh, you got to get out there, you know, and, and support this team. For what? You're better off staying watching at home. One, it's a better experience. I, I go to one game a year because I like the the tailgate atmosphere. I think it's fun to interact with you know fans in the tailgate and see some guys. Like I said, I, I got to see Green Bean. I don't get to see Green Bean very often. I don't get to see uh, Ryan and Richie and all those guys. So that aspect, the, the social aspect is fun, but you miss so much. And then, like God forbid, if, if you drive home after the game, you miss the whole 4 o'clock games too. I'd rather be in my seat Watch the Jets game at one, red zone at four, Sunday night football. That is such a, such a more enjoyable football experience for me on a Sunday than making that trek out to that garbage stadium. I'm 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 really all I'm all good there. Next up, we're gonna go to do 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 James calling in. He is calling about Max Mitchell looking okay. All right, we could talk about that and and some other stuff too. Matt is James from New Jersey. What's going on, man? I'm back. First word of business, I've been MIA. Uh, I remember the last time I called in, you said you were thinking about me, and I appreciate that support, yes. sir. Um, but the answer from when I last called, yes, I did attend the Jets Green and White scrimmage. I wasn't there working. I, I, I stopped working there, but I did oh, attend okay. as a fan. So I was there, and it was nice. And uh, I'll tell you what. That was a lot more amazing than the crack show I saw today. Which sends me, <laughs> me, sends me now into this. What the freaking heck, man? I'm losing my mind right now. I don't know what to say. Um, you know, all I can do is just imagine what the New York media is going to say. I can only know what the Daily News is going to say. And now on top of that, I'm going to have Giants fans brew around my neck because they freaking beat Tennessee, which I knew was going to happen because I don't believe Randy Bullock kicking because he missed it with us. Last year, five digress. Um, first word business, what the heck happened to Garrett Wilson at the beginning of the game? I don't know what happened. He should have started from, from the get-go. Um, defense, I think, did okay. But as I, my, as my theory is, if you keep your defense on the field, your offense doesn't, doesn't, doesn't result in any points. Like, that's when the defense get deconditioned and plays and cues will start being messed up. So the offense has to do better. As either protecting Joe Flacco better and is I or either, you know, I'm not going to go over the top or maybe we have to consider a quarterback change, but we'll see how it goes. Um, secondly, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I saw a little bit of it from the first half and I just stopped watching it, but 
Uh, I think Max Mitchell did good well stepping up into that right tackle role. I agree. Um, I know it was a lot back to the rookie, but I saw him a couple times in plays. I think he did okay. I could correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but that Raiders defense was having a field day against Joe Flacco. And Joe yeah. Flacco threw like 50-something times. That can't happen. That should not happen, especially if he's not mobile. He's a fossil, so he got to do better. Um, we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, even Michael Carter, I just saw his post-game interview. He, he, his eyes are bloodshot. He's probably crying because he knew he messed up and he didn't do well. So I'm sorry there's a long message, yeah. but we got to figure something out. So the question is, you know, why Devin Wilson probably didn't start with us at the beginning? And two, like, you know, how do you think Max Mitchell will perform in this, you know, stepping up to the plate? But thank you for hearing me, man. Glad to hear from you. Appreciate the support from August. I'll try to call as frequently as I can. And as always, go Jets. Thank you, man. Good good to hear from you, James. Appreciate you reaching back out. Uh, Max, I agree. I thought Max Mitchell ended up being fine. Um, I think it's a it's still a noteworthy concern, and I don't think this means we're out of the woods. Um, the George Fant looked like the biggest issue, and I, I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because he went, as I said, he went from left tackle to right tackle and then back to left tackle in the span of three weeks. <laughs> That's a lot of change. And Lincoln Tomlinson, I think, struggled, and I think a lot of it, too, the offensive line issues were amplified because their quarterback can't move. It's a problem in today's league. I'm not saying every not every quarterback has to be Lamar Jackson. But you have to be able to move a little bit. Even like Tom Brady. Did you watch the Sunday night game? He's not very mobile, but at least he could step up in the pocket and he could like at least move his body around a little bit. It's not drop a three-step drop. And stand there, and that's it. No, he could he could step up and move around in the pocket, move a little bit to the right, move a little bit to the left. Flacco, no, not 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 no more. He he's very much a statue at this point. Um, and Gary Wilson has to play more again. I unfortunately feel like this is going to be a topic of conversation entirely too often this year. I, I might have to make a shirt. Get Garrett Wilson on the field. I don't know. That's not the slogan I'm tied to right now, but I think that's what we got to do here because he he's got to play more. You you just have to play him more. All right, we're going to go out to Vinny in Peekskill up next. Vin, what do you got? Hey, man, Vinny from Peekskill. First off, wish I could have met you guys at the game. And secondly, yeah, that was an ugly loss. I mean, I got frustrated during that game. So frustrated, I pointed out to Ravens fans that the that the team's name derived from the Edgar was derived from the Edgar Allan Poe poem, The Raven, and that Edgar Allan Poe married his first cousin. <laughs> At the age of 27 when she was 14 years old. Creep. Just to vent off my frustration. But History man that aside, this game, the simple problem with the Jets is just they have a geriatric old fart in Joe Flacco running the offense. There were moments during the game you could see where they could the talent was showing but when on offense. But whenever they would get close, they'd sputter sputter, sputter, because Joe Flacco could not finish. And simply, we can't expect to compete with Flacco running the offense at this point At this point in his career. But trying to win with Joe Flacco at this point is trying to win a drag race against a Chevy Camaro in a 1927 Model T. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen, man. Good but comparison. But besides that, you know, defense looked good. I liked seeing the young rookies I thought played well outside of the Brees Hall fumble. And I think this team is going in the right direction. And I think, look, once the O-line gels, once we get Wilson back, we're going to see the progress. So I think everyone needs to calm down a bit. I know we're all frustrated. We're sick and tired of losing. But I think we just need to relax and look on the bright side that we're not the Patriots. I know that's not saying much. But it's still something. That's all. And go Jets. Thank you for the optimism and the history. Again, uh, I did not know that about uh, Edgar Allan Poe. The more you know that he... uh, Maybe maybe not the best guy. Now, I know times are different then, but still, that is very, very, very creepy. Um, Yeah, I think they're going to go back to Flacco. I would be pretty surprised if they made the switch to Mike White. Um, I'm not against the idea. I think it's uh, worthwhile to look into potentially making a switch, but I, I just, it doesn't seem like something that they would do. Let's do Joe calling in from Houston. All right, let's do it. 
Hey, Matt, this is Joseph calling in from uh, Houston, Texas. Long-time Jets fan here. Um, my question is, is what are we going to do about this offense, man? I mean, we looked stale. We couldn't move the ball, whether it was passing, whether it was running. And, and what I mean by stale, I mean in the first half. And it's like once we get to 10 minutes in the fourth quarter, we want to start breaking out all the passing plays, you know, Corey, Corey Davis catching some balls. It's like, why can't we start moving the ball like this early on? Why do we run such a stale, slow-paced offense? It, it, it drives me crazy. It's every time. Every time. We get down in the hole, and then late in the game, we start moving the ball. And I, I, I just, I really don't get it. And my other question is, should we possibly bring up Strebler? Maybe throw in a, a wild card there. I mean, might as well. I mean, we got Flacco who looked like a, a first year player anyway. Yeah, that was and, really uh, rough. Mike White. We don't know what we're going to get with Mike White. So why not maybe bring up Strebler one game? Why not? Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. Again, I don't think it's going to be something that's very likely. Um, and why they move the ball later in games, I think we just saw the Ravens go full prevent mode, which is kind of expected at that point. That's, you know, what these teams are going to do once you get up and, you know, it's a big lead. It's garbage time. The game was over. I think, I think that plays a big, big reason behind it. And yeah, not a, they had to. I don't know why they didn't run the ball a little bit earlier in the game. They only ran the ball 17 times. It's not enough. You can't have Flacco throw 59 times. And I know it was a blowout in the second half, but in a one-score game in the first half, he still threw the ball 24 times. It's a lot. On pace for 48, right? It was 23 or 24 times. So he's either on pace for uh, 46 or 48 passing attempts. That's that's too many. It, it, it's that's I'm all set there on Joe Flacco throwing that much. Let's do uh, main jet. He is really upset about Robert Sala. We're going to let him run. Hi, Matt. This is Main Jet calling back again. Um, well, I'm about to really piss and moan about this whole thing. What an atrocity that was yesterday. Um, uh, Robert Sala, it's really beginning to weigh on me. I, I'm beginning to wonder if he's really the right coach for the job between the mishaps with, with Mekhi Becton and his injury. And I'm not sure that that's his fault, but uh, he is the guy that's speaking to the media and speaking to the press. But really what I want to complain about the most is what you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago. And I said the two things that have always plagued this organization is, number one, they are notoriously slow starters, mm -hmm. and number two, they can never generate any turnovers. Well, what happened yesterday? Yeah. I mean, they didn't score a damn point until almost halftime, okay? <laughs> and then even after that, they had one. They managed to get one turnover, but it didn't matter at that point. They had already given up two. So the bottom line is it's the same thing over and over again, and that's what grieves me the most because I really don't think that Robert Sala gets it. He doesn't talk about it. He doesn't talk about how they have to start faster. I've never heard, heard him talk about it once. Anyway, we can talk about keys to the game. We can talk about all the other stuff. I thought the defense was pretty was pretty good. Of course, they got to work on big plays, 40-plus yards over the top, because that's what got them in that game. Um, they got to close that, close that port or door or whatever the hell you want to call it. But the defense, for the most part, played well. Special teams, offense was atrocious and it, it just it pisses me off so bad and they got to do they got to make a change now i see that you're talking about the potential of mike white starting in in week two what i will tell you this is that i personally think that joe flacco well a, a lot of people are, are pointing to him as the reason why we lost well it starts with the offensive line the offensive line purely did not do their job and they did not give uh, uh, Joe Flacco enough time to throw. But that still doesn't make him any better because he is immobile. And it was pointed out to me this morning, I saw it on the, the, the programs, and it makes sense to me, which is when Flacco was good, he was never great. Now that Flacco is bad, he's horrible. And that's the truth um, about him. So really what I say is in reference to starting white, 
uh, Mike White, is is there really a, much of a drop-off, if there's any, to Mike White? I don't think there is. At least he's semi-mobile. So I'm beginning to think that maybe this is the best course for the Jets that maybe – and here's another thing that I don't like about Robert Sala. I mean, why is it that he sees the second-string quarterback all this time and he thinks that he's the solution? And meanwhile, we see the – Oh, he cut off. That's where it cut off. <laughs> That's great. I love, I love, I love the passion. Thank you very much for calling in. Uh, I get it. The slow start. It's so unreal. Main Jet, they haven't won a game in September since Sam Darnold's first game in 2018. How long ago that is? How much has changed since then? That's a lifetime ago. That feels like forever. He's not even here anymore. That was two coaches ago. That was a general manager ago. Is there even that many guys here from that 2018 team? Not not many, if so. (laughs) I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I'm really struggling. Not many. Oh. Chuma? Or is that 2019? No, Chuma was 2019. I'm struggling to come up with people. Was Hennessy the long snapper? That might be it. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm having a hard time. Forgive me. I'm struggling here. I get the frustration. I, and uh, I, while I, I am not that ready to give up on Salah. I am very frustrated with how he's handled the last week or so. I thought his comments were ridiculous with Zach Wilson, um, where it's like, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe he can play. And then he, you won't see him to week four and don't ask me about it to all the excuses that he gave after the game. It, it was just, it gets to the point where it's like enough is enough. I kind of just, please, for the love of God, just win some football games. Let's do Johnson calling in from Connecticut. All right, let's do it. Hey, Matt Johnson, Connecticut here. Uh, I was in the so I was in the Jets Lounge live stream a few days ago, and sent in a chat. You know, can we please have a kicker in twenty two? And uh, here we are yet again without one. Um, yeah, that's frustrating. You know, obviously there's some bigger fish to fry with this team and the kicker, but I just think it's a never-ending cycle of torture that we're on. It's a good indicator of that. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to get into the game yesterday, obviously. Um, awesome day. I was there. Um, aside from the rain and the Jets getting their butts kicked. Um, but good day nonetheless. But one of the things that really bothered me in the game plan was just the clear under-usage of, you know, some of these signings that have been sold to the fan base. I'm just, you know, you guys assign these tight ends is just refuse to use them. You look at, you know, all these quality teams around the NFL and a solid 12 personnel. So, I mean, I understand this offense isn't currently calling plays that they intended to, uh, you know, with Flacco in the center. But, you know, at what point do we consider that these guys are, that these guys running the show with the Jets are kind of have a conflict of vision, you know, between the floor, solid Douglas. Uh, are we just signing players that Joe likes and then it's just totally up to the coaching staff to whether or not they end up using them? Um, you know, if you just think of like Griffin, Herndon, when, I mean, obviously nowhere near the caliber of players of Conklin and Uzama, but we brought them in, signed them for decent money. And, you know, all of us, I think, thought that we we're going to run some double tight end packages. So it just bothers me because tight end is such a valuable position in today's league. Um, you know, even op- for opening up coverage for your receivers. So, you know, ultimately just want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, and uh, go Jets. Yeah, um, I think they tried to do it earlier, but like why was it they doing, why were they doing it with Lawrence Cager? That seemed a little bit bizarre. It was weird there. Um, it was weird that they got away from it. I felt like they went back to a lot of three wide receiver stuff. Uh, which they did a lot last year, but I thought it was because they didn't have the personnel to do it. Now that they have the personnel, they didn't really use it right. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's, I'm hoping it's something that they adjust because it seems too obvious, right? Like why pay Uzama and Conklin that money? 
in free agency and bring them in here and then not really utilize them. That was a little strange. I'm with you there. I hope they start to use them more because, like you said, it's uh, they're important. They, they, they should be important pieces to this offense. We got one more. We're going to close out from Vinny in Connecticut. Let's do it, Vin. Hey, Matt. Vinny in Connecticut calling in. Also, Vinny from Vinny and the Jets. Um, very, very disheartened uh, this morning. Um, I was actually at the game. Um, I think you were, too. Um, just from an atmosphere perspective, it was just very sad. I think it was mostly it was 60-40 in terms of just Ravens fans. I saw purple in just about every single section, and I don't think it was because of the rain. I just think the fan base is losing faith in just everything that we see from top to bottom. Um, the body language of this coach, I mean, I was watching him on the sidelines, you know, his arms folded, looking at the ground, and, I mean, I just like, what are we doing here? I don't want a, a, a coach who's going to be friends with the players. I want somebody who's going to start ball busting, forgive me. But, I mean, I'm not sure if this is the guy. I'm not ready to call for his head. Mm-hmm. It's just right now I don't think we have a bad roster. I just think we're mismanaged. Mm-hmm. That being said, here's my hot take, and I'd like to hear what you have to say on this. Are they going to start Mike White against Cleveland? I don't think so, but I think they should. Reason I don't think they're going to start Mike White I think the management thinks Mike White is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson, and they're afraid <laughs> they for everyone to find that out, <laughs> they that they don't. botched the second they overall don't. pick. Let me hear what you think. Have a good one. Uh, okay. I love you, Vinny, but they, they, that I could, I could pretty confidently say that they don't feel that way. They really love Zach Wilson. They they like him a lot. There were some people in that building last year who had Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. I think that's crazy, but there are some who felt that way. If they really liked Mike White that much or thought there was something there, he'd be playing. Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, they have to win games now. It's not... I think we're getting a little too conspiracy theory here at the end. Um, what did... There, there wasn't... And while I'm okay with Mike White coming in and playing over Joe Flacco because, like, okay, maybe he moves a little bit, like, fine. But there wasn't anything last year was like, oh, my God, this guy, this guy's got to play. He's got to play forever. And they're going to point to the 400-yard game where, like, in a way slightly similar to this past game where Joe Flacco threw for over 300 yards but with the yards per attempt in the fives. Kind of similar. The guy had a, a, a ton of turnovers last year. Uh, I think he could potentially give this offense a spark, but I don't think the Jets think, or any rational person thinks that Mike White is a long-term solution here. Start a game or two before Wilson comes back in, fine. But I don't think anyone in that building thinks that Mike White is the guy over Zach Wilson. That's going to do it for me on a long episode here of Just Jets in week one. Hoping for a better effort in week two from this team. Thank you for all the call-ins. If I didn't get to your call, I apologize. We'll try to catch you next week. That's going to do it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Matt O'Leary. I'll catch you next time.